Hello, and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye, and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Ibrahim Ajami, a medical doctor from Liberia. Ibrahim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're the son of a Lebanese father and a Liberian mother, and you spent your whole life in Liberia. How was it to grow up in a country that was immersed in civil war? Well, it was hard. It was uh, challenging. And uh, a lot of things I had to learn on my own. I had to grow up pretty fast. First of all, being uh, mixed from a Lebanese dad and a Liberian mom is something a lot of people will bully you about, will call you different names than uh, being born in the middle of a war zone, growing up, being restricted to go to certain areas out of uh, fear for your own life. And growing up, seeing some of my friends getting killed because of stray bullets, stray rockets. It was tough, but uh, it strengthened me. And it gave me a different perspective about life. It kind of uh, helped me to see that no matter where you're from, who you are, you have to be a better person to the next man beside you. You always have to not think about just yourself alone because most of the fighting that went on were out of greed, people who wanted to take power to enrich themselves and their families. And I grew up in that situation went to high school, went to college and medical school. So I feel like uh, it kind of prepared me to be a better man and a better person and hopefully a better dad and a better husband. So when did you decide you wanted to be a doctor? I was uh, seven years old when... I went out to play soccer with my friends. And because I knew my dad would come home pretty around five, so I left to go home to be there before him. And as I got home, a rocket-propelled grenade uh, flew overhead and landed on the spot where we were playing. And a friend of mine was struck. And within hours of not finding uh, the adequate medical center to, to cater to him, he died. And when I didn't find out until the next day when I visited his home and saw his mom and dad and his siblings crying that I realized the shortage of adequate health service adequate health care service is something that I must dedicate my life to. 
At age seven, I made up my mind to become a doctor. And it was challenging and very difficult. Many perils along the way. Ended up staying seven years to get an undergraduate degree because I attended the government-owned university that had no funds. Then I ended up staying six years in medical school because we had a Ebola outbreak that took out almost a year. But I'm grateful that here I am, a medical doctor at an Ivy League school like Yale. <laughs> so you were a medical student in Liberia when Ebola broke out? Exactly. And did you get involved as a medical student? Yes. So during the outbreak, I was assigned to, to, to just before the outbreak as students, we were doing a rotation at uh, a hospital in one of the largest slum areas in Liberia. It's called uh, the Point Four. And the hospital's name is Redemption. And we were on the bus headed there when our dean called the bus driver and told us to turn around that they had a, a suspected case of Ebola at that hospital. So medical schools or medical students were asked to leave the dorms and go home. And we were told not to get involved because we were young medical students. We should preserve our lives. Yet something inside of me kept pushing me to apply that I couldn't sit by and let this outbreak pass and not be a part of it. So I applied so many times and got rejected, but I kept on applying. And I started my own uh, community-based initiative to create awareness for the Ebola and how it spreads. And I did that mainly among church leaders so that they too can take this word to, to their congregation and tell their, their, their members about the Ebola. And before the outbreak ended, I got accepted and the WHO trained me and I was able to do my part at an Ebola treatment unit during the outbreak. So I'm grateful to God. Along the way, I lost a lot of professors, a lot of friends, but here I am. So you lost friends who were in the medical profession who got infected? Yes, I, I lost a roommate and one of my senior colleagues who had just graduated from medical school. He was working at an Ebola treatment unit and he got infected and he passed away two weeks later. I lost over three professors. Uh, two got ill because a patient came in at the hospital with uh, with uh, signs and symptoms of Ebola, but they took it to be something else because it was just the initial part of the outbreak. And they got sick. And a third professor who saw a patient who presented his signs and symptoms as uh, one of a uh, hypertensive crisis, not knowing he had contacted Ebola. And my professor got sick, and he too did not survive. So it was devastating, heartbreaking, not just for me, for my colleagues, but also for 
the school and for Liberia as a whole. Do you have hope for Liberia? Yes, I've always had hope and I will always have hope. Uh, I told one of my professors here at Yale that uh, the U.S. had a civil war and after that civil war it took some time for them to rebuild and reach to a stage that they could co compare themselves with the European countries. Now my country had 14 years of civil war and two years of an Ebola outbreak. So if the US and other countries that went through similar things could survive and now thrive in the world, Liberia can also survive. So and I know we're still at this embryonic state, but we, we can grow up, we can do better, our healthcare system can be far better, uh, our governance and other systems can be very, very up to standard, and we can have similar things that we see in Europe and, and the Americas, that Liberia can reach to that global standard. I still have hope, and I'll always remain hopeful. And what role are you going to play in Liberia? What's your goal, what's your ambition? So, uh, along the way I've realized that uh, to have impact in a society, you must be at certain level, especially at a level where your decisions can be heard and taken seriously. And coming to Yale, I've realized also the importance of politics. <laughs> and I'm grateful to the great politicians that I have in my cohort and also to you, Emma Sky, for guiding me into that path that... Uh, I have to be at a position in politics, especially at the Minister of Health level, probably the head. Uh, that's my goal, to be the Minister of Health, where I can make changes, make policies, and carry on better managerial uh, practices to improve the system, especially when it comes to uh, improving the incentives of health workers to reduce the attrition rate, to reduce the brain drain, to reduce the number of doctors who leave the country, the number of nurses who leave to do public health work and leave the clinics. So I, I, I see myself on that path. Uh, leaving medical school, I applied for a Liberian Presidential Fellow program and I got accepted and I worked closely with the Minister of Health as a technical assistant and she mentored me uh, uh, and through, through her guidance, I'm here at Yale today. And with our goal of becoming a minister, I also have uh, a target of acquiring a master's in public health degree. That will set me on the right path. And with my experience in education, and of course the Yale experience in leadership and the great people that I met here, and all of the things that I've, I've absorbed from them, people like you, and my cohort fellows, I strongly believe that uh, I'm on the, the road to success. I'm on the right path to achieving that goal. And I'm always gonna keep pushing. Well, Ibrahim, I wish you all the best. Good luck, and I'll be following to watch out to see you as Minister of Health in 10 years from now. So thank Amen. you. Thank you, I'm gonna keep you posted, always. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you.